Welcome to Uncontained episode 170 and this week I find myself back at Voice One Studios in San Francisco, California and I'm talking to up and coming voice actor Dylan Barrows and it's great. I love the aspect of this show where I talk to people who are doing it and have been doing it for years and have been succeeding and then also to people who are just starting to get that taste of success because the advice that they give you will be completely different some of it may be the same but you'll they will have that advice that will relate to the person just getting started out fresh in their mind so they'll be able to share it with you there's a lot of great advice in this show for anybody who wants to jump into doing voiceover and even if you don't want to get into voiceover, this will be an entertaining episode for you. Let's just jump on into the episode. This is how voiceover actor Dylan Barrows lives uncontained. How are you doing today, dude? Doing great. Feeling good. Great. Nice uh, Thank you for uh, joining me today, Dylan. So, so we actually met back in uh, the beginning of May. Yes. When uh, my fiance and I came in here and did a video game hero read or be your own hero with uh, with yeah. Elaine and uh, got to talking about the podcast and uh, you do voiceover as well. So yeah. I figured, you know, it'd be fun to have Elaine on the one that like founded voice one and then also have you on who came in. You said before we started talking about six months ago as an intern uh-huh. and are chasing after your dream. You're in two completely different stages right now. Yeah. And I, I like to get the feel of, you know, all all levels of the entertainment industry. So talking to you should be pretty cool. Get into so. because I'll be a hundred percent honest with you because I want, I actually want to get into voiceover as yeah. well. And, and I get to pick your brain for a little while. See, and see what you sure. picked up along the way. So, all right. So first of all, for my audience, do you have a, do you have an introduction? Like, or could you do? Uh, could you please introduce yourself? I'll stop. No, 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 no. It's, in a minute. Look, it's been a, it's been a long week. It's, it's late. We'll be, know, all, we'll be all right, you know? I know. I'm not just like, you need to be perfect. Get it right. What I need to do is just sit back here, relax on the couch, and have a conversation. Yeah, oh, open those legs up and just... Yeah, no, not, not that far. Not that far. Your but a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just get comfortable. Do the Al Bundy oh, pose. God, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, can't, can't, can't do a podcast <laughs> like that. Sorry. <laughs> At home you could, but... I, gu- I guess public. you got to keep some rapport. You got to tighten up the tie a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, the tie that I'm wearing. That very right now. beautiful suit you're wearing, by the way. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Yeah, my come and go shirt. <laughs> uh, this is actually a gas station in the Midwest. And people, they see the uh, sign and they have to stop and take pictures out of it. When you see people like taking pictures of the sign, you're like, you're not from around yeah, here, it's are like, you? This is the first time I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the double entendre. But yeah, tell me a little bit sure. about yourself. Um, my name's Dylan. I've been kind of doing acting, voice acting for about two, three years now, somewhere around there. Um, okay. I moved to San Francisco here from Oregon, where basically my hometown. I grew up all my life. Um, came here to do voice acting. Went to college here in San Francisco at the Academy of Art, and that's where okay. I met elaine took some of her classes then one day i just asked her if she needed any help moving and intern help and she said yep and that's where i'm at now perfect uh, it pays to ask Certainly. you know the worst she could have said is no thanks yeah then i would have been bummed for like a week but then i would have went you know what about my day yeah. you know so it's that's, you know, yeah, it's a risk got got to take yeah. though, and know? it worked out. It worked out. That's that's the thing. It's it like, has. It never. Like you said it never hurts to ask, and it's like a weird. It's kind of like a, a cliche saying, but you know, unless you're asking something like really weird that you probably shouldn't. Most of the times, when you're in, you know, the the acting or entertainment industry business, like just kind of putting yourself out there and saying, "Hey, can I do this?" I'm interested yeah. in this. 
Yeah, definitely. I guess the only times that it's probably not okay to ask is if you're at work and it's an HR violation. <laughs> yeah. Or because uh, there, there's something that could happen there, unless you don't want that job anymore. Uh, <laughs> Look, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely went up to some people and said some things I shouldn't have to them just because they're they're bad and I hate this job, but. Not this job, but you know. All right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll make sure that's yeah, clear, Elaine. He's cut, not talking trash out? about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm leaving. Oh my god! No. <laughs> trash me. Um, yeah, but that's in a in a nutshell. That's kind of it, you know. All right. So, what was it that got you interested in voiceover? Um. Well, you know, I grew up as all my life kind of watching cartoons being really interested in all that and uh i don't remember how old i was when i started realizing you know there's people behind those cartoon voices mm-hmm. but at some point i did and so i got really interested in you know who those people were how they did it um just kind of everything and just got really interested in like who they are and and then one day um i remember watching a certain youtube video it was uh there was like a bunch of famous voice actors like john dimaggio billy west tara strong you know jess harnell um just people that are really known in the in like the voice acting cartoon voiceover world um but they were reading the script to a star wars a new hope but they were using their character voices to do it so you had moments that are like bubbles from the powerpuff girls would be darth vader uh, Jake the dog from Adventure <laughs> Time was like Luke Skywalker at one point. So it was really fun. I just had like the biggest, dorkiest smile on my face the whole time. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I kind of I kind of just want to do this. Like, yeah, I, I kind of want to just be them, you know, and be one of them. So from that moment, I kind of realized everything, all my interests up until that point. That's exactly what that meant was I just... I wanted to be a voice actor. So um, fast forward five years, I kind of took my time, but you know, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, here I am. All right, cool, man. So what was your first step? Uh, but if we can rewind that fast forward sure, for a minute, absolutely. like what was your, what was your first step to pursuing voiceover? It was hard because I wanted to make sure that I did things the right way. And yeah. for, acting or voice acting that's kind of hard because there's there's a lot of different avenues that you could take you know you could go to school you could get private lessons you could just read about it you can watch you know there's there's so much that you can do to figure out what you want your path to be so at first i didn't do a whole lot but (laughs) (laughs) you're honest that's fair so i was just like i was kind of one of those like high in the sky oh my god it was so great to do this wow but i think for me it was just just having that feeling just live in my gut for so long and then just one day being like kind of dropping everything and just be like all right my life as it is here in my hometown i'm just gonna leave that all behind and go move to california and and pursue that for me that that worked out um you know i was always like watching videos online and reading stuff online and that's always great yeah but uh when i had moved i had realized like okay there's a lot that i didn't know you know so it was so squeaky chair (laughs) um so yeah it was just kind of just saying like not just getting over the fear of you know leaving everything that i had known behind and taking the risk to go to a performing art school uh was yeah was my first step and you know i know that's not feasible for for everyone obviously but but that's kind of what i did i said like you know i'm not gonna be able to be happy with myself in 10 years if i just continue this way because then I'll just wonder, like, well, I missed my shot, you know? What if I did that? What would have happened? Yeah, definitely, dude. I I can uh, I I can relate to that 
Um, you know, and I love that you said that at the beginning you didn't really do much. You were just the kid with the pie in the sky type look. Like, geez, it'd be really super duper to do that. Yeah. Um, because that's where a lot of people are, and they're at that spot where it's like, oh, dude, it'd be so cool to be like an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Dude, it'd be so cool to be a rock star, stand-up comedian, totally. voiceover actor. And they're like, how do you do that? I, I want to do that. That'd be so awesome. But then that's where it ends. Yeah. Um, to be able to have the um, drive and the follow-through to actually take it to the next level, that I think, that right there is what helps set people apart. Yeah. And that's that's what I kind of tell people when they ask me something like that. I just say, like, you find the first step that you think is best and then just take it. But you you have to, you have to, you know, have some forethought and see, like, what what would work for me, what would make sense for me. And then just doing that in itself is a lot. And then taking the next step to actually doing what you plan to do is like a whole nother thing. And, you know, it took me five, maybe six years to, to do that. And, you know, just kind of living my life the way that, you know, I thought I should, or that I thought I had to. And just, you know, just realizing one day, like, no, I need to do this. I, I have to do it. You know, because if you want those things, if you want to be the NBA star or the stand-up comedian or the voiceover actor, all it takes is just is that that first little step. It it's hard. The hardest thing to do when you want to achieve something is to just gain the momentum to do it. Yeah. You know. So, but no other person is going to give you that momentum. You know. So, you know, like they say, the first step is the hardest. It's, it's cliche but i know it's and i'm just full of cliches but it's like once you i don't know i'm I'm 28 now i'm not an old man by any means yeah. but yeah i'm starting to get to the point where i'm realizing like man all those cliches are cliche for a reason because it's just i wish i had better advice to give that that's not just like <laughs> oh take the first step you know like some some stuff you'd see like in a in some mom's house with like waves behind it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Some motivational poster, like with the cat hanging there. Like, (laughs) Like, but really it's just, it's just wanting it badly enough and knowing that no matter what other outcome you have in your life, you're, you're not going to be happy unless you get this or, or at least put everything you can into getting it. Very good words right there. Now, my question to you is for the person who is in the pie in the sky phase right now. Well, we'll dub it sure. that for the rest of the show. Why yeah. not? Let's do it. Um, for the person who's in that phase and they want to take that like next step and can't, and I don't know, maybe can't necessarily just drop everything and go to art school. Do you have like a, an easy first step for somebody to take? to kind of get them on the to start them on that path um yeah so say like you know i guess voiceover you want to get into voiceover voice acting the the first thing you should do is just familiarize yourself with you know we call it your instrument because your voice is your instrument and voice acting familiarize yourself what it can do like how it sounds record yourself and listen to yourself a lot because a lot of people's first reactions when they do voiceovers like oh my god i sound like that you know like (laughs) i'm sure you've had it i've had it i've had classes with every bunch of people that are like oh my god i sound like that you know so like i think it's really important to know because you hear your voice differently through your ears yes definitely um so you gotta get used to what is really coming out and what everyone else besides you is hearing. And that's why like, you know, a lot of people who think they're really good singers are, you know, delusional because they're like, Oh, I sound so good in my head, you know, but yeah. 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 So <laughs> it's, and they end up being the outtakes on, on American, American Idol, Idol yeah. from back. In the day, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, 
where they're singing sounding like dolphin sounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I think that's important, just like recording yourself and you don't need like a big fancy microphone, you know, you can like recording equipment, headphones are getting like good headphones, good recording equipment is getting so inexpensive and so accessible yeah. these days. You know, you don't you don't need the best stuff to get it, you know, if you're just starting out. Just get enough to where you can just hear yourself, listen to yourself a lot, you know, try and just play with what you can because, you know, it's just like learning a piano. You got to kind of start, you know, playing with one finger at a time, learning where the notes are. Got to learn hot cross yeah, buns. Yeah, you got to learn the hot cross <laughs> buns of your voice, you know, so it's, that's it, you know, it's just, that's, that's a step. And once you kind of get familiarized, you know, if you're not, if you can't, you know, you don't have access to, you know, coaching or, or art school or, you know, performance school or whatever. Just doing that is you're going to be having awareness of what you're capable of is going to put you ahead of those people anyways. There, it's going to help you know where you can grow. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of sounds kind of zenish in a yeah, way, you know. You got the the zen of voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> I self awareness is like the the what for me at least it's one of like the biggest things I've learned in acting. It's just knowing, you know, what I'm capable of doing and what I when I try and do something like what's actually happening, uh, because when you have that disconnect there you're never going to be able to sound like you want or act like yeah you, like you're trying to you're never going to get the results because you're not going to have like the the ear training or whatever you know you think you're playing like an a on the guitar but you're playing an e that's you're you're going to be kind of off you need to make sure those letters are the same it's the same with the voice okay all right yeah it makes makes a lot of sense right there well, first, I want to take a step back because, like, I I guess I was just remembering when the one of the first times I heard my voice was back when I was doing uh, college radio. Okay. You know, I was actually nervous at that point, but you know, it was my start. I got to listen to like uh, air check or something like that because they record mm -hmm. and play it back, kind of for FCC purposes and stuff like yeah. that as well. Uh, but I listened to it the first time. I was like, oh crap that, that's that's different yeah, <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> that's like all i can man. say yeah but then you get used to it so i i brought that up because i wanted to let mm -hmm. people know that you will get used to hearing Definitely. your voice and it doesn't sound foreign to you anymore yeah. after a while and i don't know if you might experience this too but i noticed when it kind of shifted and now the voice that i hear like in say in the headphones that we're getting monitored in right now is the same thing that comes out so eventually, yeah. like your your brain or ears or whatever is happening in there will start to connect those things and hear it the way it's actually being said if you kind of listen to it enough. Yeah, without the resonance inside your head. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it's it is. some. I'm not a, I'm not a yeah, scientist. Some, some brain science <laughs> that just makes it work. It's yeah. You know, it's basically magic. It's let's. I'm, I'm yeah, down for it's magic. It's basically magic. You just pulled a rabbit out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you just cast some spell and now your brain works correctly. It's, it might as well be, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, now, what type of voice over do you typically do? You find yourself doing more, like, do you find yourself to be more of a character actor, a narrator, a commercial script reader? Where do you find yourself fitting in? Well, originally I'd got into this to be a character voice actor. So like, uh, you know, cartoons, video games, anime, stuff like that. Um, so I try and focus on doing that a lot more. But, you know, I also find myself kind of being like the, uh, the kind of skeptical snarky person that that comes up in in every ad sometimes you know because i kind of got like that little side mouth thing going on like really sort of sort of thing you know um at least that's, that's what okay I'm all right cool so you got like kind of the sarcastic guy from the commercials like uh, i 
blanking on a commercial. Sure. Yeah. Classic guy right I now. I was trying. But... I was like rolling into. It, I'm like Dylan. I hope you get the perfect come example for this. Come up with something. Nope, but just fell flat. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. We can edit this part out if you want to think of something. No, it's fine. I, um, I, I like showing that I'm not. <laughs> ah, it's the, the, the gecko from. No, I'm not like the gecko from Geico. I'm... Yeah, I actually uh, had the uh, Geico caveman on the show. Oh, really? Before. Yeah, John Lear. So that, that was a fun one. So I got that through a connection of mine, Dan Hample, who's been on the show huh. as well. So it's that um, must have been. That must have been wild. He must have had some it, stories. It was cool. We talked about his like TV stuff too, because he has a show on Hulu or did called uh, Quick Draw. Mm-hmm. Didn't he actually get a spinoff as the Caveman in his own show? I think there was a Caveman show. I don't know how much he was actually involved in it. Um, I I think we talked about that briefly, but it, it's been a couple years since I talked yeah. to him. So. Um, Go back, listen to the episode. Yeah, I, I could out. just be like making that up in my mind, but I remember it's like, oh, we got the caveman from the Geico, and now he's in his own TV show. Like, yeah, hmm. the coolest thing I think about like his shows, um, they're all improv. Oh, like the scenes are set. All right, so this it, it's set. You're in a bar. Um, you're getting a drink. Um, somebody walks in. That's all gonna happen. But all the dialogue is all ad lib, all improvised. That's awesome. Do you do improv? I do. I'm, you I, do. All right. Yeah, I kind of was introduced to that when I moved out here. Uh, that's when I really started getting into it and just realizing how much I love that. It's it's incredible. And I think if I go back and answer a question from before with this, uh. Do improv. Find a way to do improv. It'll make you just a better actor in in general. It'll make you a better, like, I don't want to say human being because I don't want to get all heady, but like, it'll it'll make you just it'll make you sharper. You know? Okay. Yeah. Like improv is amazing. It's great. It's fun. If you get in the right, the right people, it's 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 a wonderful experience that will just make you feel like you can do anything. Do you have an improv group or troupe or what? I'm not sure on the proper terminology for that, but you can yes answer. Either no either of them are want. really fine. Um, okay. You know, I think I think it's kind of the um, the theater kid thing because they like you know troupe that makes them sound all like formal and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're just we're just some idiots that do improv. You know. I, I like that approach to it because you know whenever you hear like improv talked about on like TV, it's always about like the snooty kid or something like that, like taking improv like way too seriously yeah. or something like that. Like, no man, you can't do that. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be able to tell me you can't do that. You gotta yeah. yes and me, man. Or the people that are like, <laughs> improv is a way of life, you know? And they're just, yeah, yeah, just, like an improv cult. Yeah, just like some dude with like a like a fedora and a scarf, and he's just telling you how like improv is an ideology to mold your whole life around it's like i mean eh, you know sure i mean you can kind of reduce anything down to to that but like for me improv is just an outlet where i know it it doesn't take anything else besides me just being there and having my imagination and there's a lot of people that think, oh, you need to be funny to do improv or you need to be, you know, you need to have like a big imagination to do improv. It's like you, you don't. You don't need to be funny. It's just like comedy. Good comedy comes from just natural, you know, well, it's timing, but natural yeah. like situations that seem really truthful, you know, like where you're like, oh, I would never would have thought of saying that or doing that. And that's what that's funny, you know. So, yeah. Even if you think you're not funny, you probably are. <laughs> Whoever's listening out there, and yeah, just just yes. find some people to do improv and just dive into that. And I think that's also another thing that would help you, you know, with voiceovers. Yeah. Do you want to give your improv group a shout out? And are you guys performing anywhere? anytime soon uh yeah i'll give him a shout out um the improv troupe at uh academy of art the fight night uh we perform three times a semester 
six times a year at uh, at 620 Sutter Theater every last Wednesday of the month, I believe it shakes out to be. Okay. Something like that. Um, a lot of great people in there. Um, just a lot of fun times and just really good improvers that, you know, I've learned a lot from and now I feel I want to pass that on to, to other people who want to want to find a love for improv in the way that I did. So, yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting? I've had improv come up on my show a lot. Like, it's something that I've kind of wanted to do, too. But I haven't, I've done stand-up comedy. Uh, I've done, like, a few things. But I haven't got around to, yeah. like, joining an improv group or getting in with a group of people doing improv but it's come up on the show a lot and it seems to be it seems to be kind of a building block for a lot of mm-hmm. things they're like you do improv and you you can do things like, yeah you know you just start with improv it'll open up your mind totally or something like that so um yeah maybe i'll have to actually do improv at some point and i, I think it'd be fun i I'm a good BSer. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all it is. Is that's all improv is? Is just you say whatever you comes to mind, and then you just commit to whatever, you, whatever it is that you just said. No matter how wild it is, you commit to whatever that thing is. You know that kind of reminds me of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Costanza is like, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were asking him how he passed like a lie detector. He's like, if you believe it, it's not a lie. That's pretty funny. That's that's pretty good. That's a good point. There's some lie. Sure. I mean, I mean, that's a it's a valuable lesson for actors too. It's like you believe it. You're not acting. You're not lying. You're you're doing it. You're living your yeah, truth. You yeah. Something like that. Um, so there's a. I'll I'll shout these guys out real quick. Uh, at oh, piano fight on it's a bar kind of in downtown San Francisco, Knob Hill area. I've heard of it. I haven't been there. Uh, they do a great, like, just drunken improv, like, open stage improv kind of thing uh, every Tuesday night that you just go there. And the first time I went, it was just, I kind of was nervous, but then everyone there was just, like, super, they were super awesome. They are super open. Uh, they're just very supportive of even like the bad jokes they would they would do in good humor you know yeah whereas right. like they would they would make you feel good about just about flopping you know so it's just like <laughs> it's really it's just a good fun environment so i would recommend that if you want to all right cool so you said an open night it's like an open mic but for improv anybody can get involved yeah in it? so like two guys run it um i heard names escape me right now but um Two guys run it and they'll kind of set up like what the games are or whatever. And then if you want to get up and join it, you can feel free to do so. If you just want to sit there and watch and have a good time, you're free to do so. Grab a drink, watch watch some dumb drunk idiots do improv and have a good time. Shout some stuff. It's like, yeah, the couple times that I've went, like it's been, it's been a great environment and, you know, it's just kind of putting yourself into a world, you know, if you want to do something, just like kind of like I said before, you just kind of put yourself into that world and start connecting with people. Like things kind of get easier to, to do because you realize like, oh, you found an improv troupe just like that. Okay. I, I, if I know, if I know where to look or I know, or if I'm finding that I'm going in the right direction, I'm going to keep going. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. So with with the piano fight uh, improv night, so people in the crowd can just shout stuff out too, or is it? Yeah, like... sometimes they they do that. Like sometimes they'll encourage like people just you know they'll they'll have like one of those say like a game that's like oh you think of a you think of a word or a phrase that kind of correlates to like what's happening. You know you can kind of shout it out, or obviously you know they ask for the audience suggestions, yeah. things yeah. like that. You know, they, they really encourage audience participation. So if that's like if if you don't want to get up but you still kinda of wanna participate in this like improv, you know, creation or whatever that's happening, like you can still do that without like putting yourself up and being in front of lights and people if that's kind of like 
a lot for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So basically what you're saying is if you're that guy at a stand-up comedy show that's always yelling out stuff <laughs> and where it's inappropriate there to do, it's viewed as heckling, this is your spot to go. This is like go to – like there's, yeah. there's, well, there's two different kinds of hecklers. There are a few different kinds of hecklers in my mind. There's the ones that, you know, are just heckling to be like mean and mm-hmm. like – destructive to people that's not cool but then there's the heckler which still isn't cool in stand-up but it fit this where it's like they're like yelling out stuff that they think is funny because they want to be part of the show you know it's like i think i think that person might find a spot to fit in right there (laughs) yeah no it's (laughs) it's totally that you know it's like it it, they they make an environment that's like everything's kind of in good faith you know and So, like, I, I really appreciate that a lot about that place. And, you know, that's, like, uh, a lot of that's, like, in our, you know, improv group as well at my school. It's just we we try and create a uh, a good environment for Because improv is, like, it's the scariest thing for a lot of people because they're, like, they think there's so much pressure from having to be funny and having to do things right. And, you know, it's just, like, when you create an environment that's just totally, you know, makes people feel comfortable and kind of like breaks down those all those barriers they have it's just so easy for them to just kind of get put themselves out there you know like they'll they'll let you know if you're if you're crossing the line they'll be like all right look you you got it there's the door get out of here you're being a jerk you're making this worse for everybody but yeah so there there obviously some guidelines you have to follow just general civil guidelines yeah, don't be a dick basically <laughs> yeah, pretty much don't be a dick and you'll be fine yeah. um or if you are a dick at least be a friend yeah just dick, be you know, just know? Be be, funny at least <laughs> yeah be a funny dick and you'll be yeah. fine <laughs> you can appreciate jokes but man uh uh yes yes all right man so we haven't even talked about your band that you did before <laughs> oh, but yeah. i'm just throwing sure. that out there um just as things you've done you've been you were in a band when you're back home in oregon what was the name of the band just shout it out so people can like go back look up old uh we were dethroning the deceiver we were a melodic death metal band melodic death Mm -hmm. metal is that like the eagles of death metal uh kind of yeah so like big influences or stuff like uh the black dolly murder faceless um things like that so we were just like really like you know all screaming super fast, like heavy drum. Oh, okay, when I was hearing melodic death metal, I was thinking something else. But go ahead, continue. No, continue yeah, your explanation. Uh, no, like you know, everything's like everything's really fast. The guitars are like playing stuff that might as well be like classical music, but with distortion. Uh, you know, exactly. it's um, yeah. I was doing that for God, I don't, I don't know, a while. Uh, we were just kind of kicking around, writing songs, uh, playing playing shows and uh never really got super big obviously but yeah you know it was still like a fun time that me and my friends were just playing metal for for a bit and i kind of got to scream in people's faces for nice. for a while so like that's it's fun it's really cathartic i think you know i, th- I find metal music very cathartic because it's just like here, every friend. yeah everything that you're like holding inside of you is just so aggressive and you just like ooze it out through your pores or whatever and you're just like alright alright I feel good now I'm like a balanced person so yes definitely and you said like the whole metal is more like is like classical music with distortion it's like true It's a, mm-hmm. I've always thought that it is the form of music besides classical music that is the most like classical yes. music because it's so if not necessarily the power chord metal you right. know where it's just like a lot of the stuff you hear on the radio <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, but <laughs> that's okay i'm a former dj I can say that. um but that's so scalistic and mm-hmm. remove that remove the distortion you got flight of the bumblebee yeah you, you got know, some like or... mozart or some stuff yeah yeah no and it's <laughs> it's cool like because i tell a lot of people that it was like no this is like they're they're using like jazz song structure in this they're using like they're using you know like it's just fast but they're using like all the drum patterns or the chord progressions it's just 
the same as in this jazz song that's from the 1920s. Except it sounds angry. Yeah, except they're just <laughs> screaming about about God not being real or whatever they're doing, you know? They're just, yeah. It's scary because a lot of people are like, ah, this is so much information, but it's like, oh, this is like nice. And for me, I'm just like, oh, I'm having a good time. I'm just like relaxing, you know? You know, yeah. And the more you listen to metal, you can also dissect the instruments mm-hmm. too. The more, it's kind of like uh, back to voiceover, training your ears to hear yourself. Like the more you listen to metal, the more you can separate the guitar from the bass, from the drums, from, instead of like people who, don't listen to metal a lot and probably sounds like audio sludge yeah uh-huh. uh, but when you listen to it you actually get to break that mm-hmm. down some and you start to understand what they're saying when they're screaming a lot of the time yeah. oh that's yeah, that's the big thing they're like oh i don't understand what they're saying like yeah. you yeah. don't you don't understand yeah. i do and it's beautiful <laughs> there's <laughs> some poetic ass lyrics and just yes. wonderful stuff this guy is talking about but hey you know Go, go ahead. All right. One more comment on the band that I'm moving on uh, to the second half of the sure. show. When you said melodic uh, metal, I was thinking something kind of along the lines of uh, uh, Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine version of metal. Like, oh, I haven't heard of either of those, actually. You don't know who Richard Cheese is? And, like, he does lounge covers of songs. So he does... He does Slipknot mm. like that. It's P- he does he covers People Equal Shit, huh. but sings it lounge style. Like it, I've probably heard this before in my life, and I just the name's just not clicking in there. Did you ever watch? Uh, I'm I may be wrong on this, but the uh, Ozzy Osbourne show on MTV, like a long time ago. Like I think the opening credits they were it was Crazy Train saying lounge style. Yeah, right? that oh, was oh really okay yeah. Uh, so, so he so it's like some like postmodern jukebox but for metal basically yeah and he, they do other things too huh. but it's it it's cool just listen to it for a while you'll laugh your ass off and be like oh that's is really it, cool is this the same dude that did uh that did down for the sickness but as yes for the uh yes. one, yeah one of the uh the dawn of the dead movies is that the same yes, guy? Yes, uh, he. Yep, he's like, gotta get up. Get okay. Down. Nope. This yep. I know. Who, yep. Fucking Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> who this is now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I was thinking something along those lines, <laughs> no. or something like that. Melodic metal. How does that? No, but no, no. The melody of the guitar yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, check it out. I'm a little behind on my terminology. No, that's that's right okay. Now. Been I, smoking too much crack <laughs> in the alleys here in San Francisco on my I, way. You know, that's what happens. Like, someone approached me they're like they're like look you've been here for three years and you haven't smoked any crack we might have to kick you out (laughs) 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 i was like oh shit y'all you really like yeah uh it's it's kind of in our charter and i'm like oh well okay i didn't vote for this but i guess (laughs) i guess democracy rules or whatever i can't can't fight exactly can't fight a piece of paper so there you go there you go all right so now that we've got the crack out of the way and you've done it though right so you're oh yeah no it's it's fine i'm 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 a seasoned veteran you did it once mm -hmm. uh, at least yeah they they really needed to make sure i wasn't a cop so what else could i do to prove that i had to do crack right in front of them you know no narcs in the bay yeah no narcs in the can't have them thinking i'm uncool like come on (laughs) Peer pressure isn't tough if you give in. Yeah, it. see? Exactly. You get it. You get it. All you got to do is just do the crack and then just be like everybody else. People think you're cool. That's all it, exactly. That's all it takes. Exactly, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way. Yeah. That's the way you roll in the bay. Don't, don't do crack. I'm yeah, not endorsing crack. We, we are not endorsing crack here on Uncontained <laughs> or... Um, or anywhere. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't do drugs. Or if you do, just... That's whatever. Live your life, but you probably if you shouldn't. Do, if, you do, if you do, don't do it because we told you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's their disclaimer. We are. There you we are, go. There's no. No one can get lawyers after us now. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. All yeah. right. So let's move away from. Uh, okay. Uh, what heroin. advice would you give? <laughs> all right. Let's talk about heroin. Yes, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> see, we're improv. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who is looking to get started out in uh, voiceover? You kind of gave a little bit early on, but if you have another piece of advice you want to throw out there, I'd love to hear it. Um, it's just seeking out the knowledge. Just it's it's all there's 
you got the internet. It, it all it takes is just typing down the words, you know, how to how to do voiceover and just having the the sensibility to know like, okay, this is when you try something, this is working. This person knows what they're talking about. Just doing the research, um, finding books that are that are really good. Like Elaine's got her book, which is amazing. Uh, it's called Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. Guess I should plug it. She probably did. Yeah. We plugged it yeah. on her show uh, uh, along with her apps yeah. too. So uh, you can check out a demonstration on yeah. the end of and uh, those her show. help a lot, you know. And there's there's all kinds of stuff out there. There's like you know Udemy is great if you want to do anything. You know, there's it's a website that people make courses on that structure. You know, learning like you know anything that you want: drawing, guitar, singing, coding. You know, like okay. whatever you want, you know, you just, um, just seeking out the knowledge is, is the most important thing. You know, if you really want to do it, you'll find, you'll find the way to do it no matter where you are. You know, the best piece of advice that I can give is just don't make excuses for yourself not to do something you want. Those right there are unless some, it's crack. Uh, power, <laughs> and powerful words. Yes. <laughs> unless it's powerful crack. Uh, <laughs> Uh, man man uh, on the episode with elaine we kept on coming back to butts mm, and talking one about does. butts and tightness and now we're talking about cracks or crack and you know it all goes it all ties, ties into, into butts other. every butt has a crack every, mm-hmm. you know, and then sometimes butt. every butt has crack in it well not every butt but some butts only only Look, if they're mules you gotta get those you gotta get those drugs to in the prison somehow <laughs> how else exactly. are you gonna do it we're, we're not gonna be flagged by the, <laughs> by um by uh trump and his uh i don't know cronies sure uh, it's uh, probably um, good whatever i got <laughs> i got i got nothing yeah. moving on yeah moving yeah on, moving on so yeah every once in a while you run out of shit to say <laughs> <laughs> that's fine so mm-hmm. now what do you do as a voiceover artist to promote yourself you're probably not promoting yourself necessarily as much to the listener of your spots but are you promoting yourself more to clients yeah so really it's just reaching out to because i'm independent i'm not signed with any you know agencies or anything like that so it's really just putting myself out there trying to find my own work um promoting myself like however i can and saying like hey this is this is how this is what i do i do this i do voiceover this is what my voice sounds like this is what my voice can do it it, a lot of it's just networking just getting to know people like you know how you and i met or you know i've met some other people like friends that know people that do you know that work in advertisement agencies and stuff like that that need voiceovers and stuff um so really it's just networking's kind of the the lifeblood of of acting unfortunately i mean not unfortunately but it's just it's one of the things that you really have to learn how to do yeah i mean and that's kind of just with anything really it's you gotta you gotta learn how to to get yourself out there and to and you know truth be told i'm not the best person in the world at this you know my i my fiance still does a lot of it for me because she's just she's the 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 big you know outgoing personality uh that just has just can uncannily have everyone in the room just be interested in talking to her so um but you know it's it's still just one of those things that's like you you just talk to anyone just do join anything that you can whether you know even if it's bad or may not work out you may meet someone through it you may get an opportunity through it yeah Um, Yeah. just just going for it and just talking to people that that you can help you know that let's say like just offering yourself up to somebody you know and just being like this is what i can do i can help solve your problems Yes, and I I like that approach too. Like, because people 
would much while you're networking like if you offer to solve something for them they'll remember you a little Mm -hmm. bit more instead of or at least remember you in a positive light a little bit more than being like networking being like hey i have this problem could you help me do this you know or could you could you you know give me a shout out or give me give me in front of the right people type thing everybody wants something but when you can give something to somebody it kind of helps i think yeah and i think people um they they resonate with that a lot more you know because they they think like they see you as like oh hey that's that's someone who can fit right here you know when you don't gotta like go out and be like oh this is everything that i can do and like be really like i don't know really look what i can do yeah you don't you don't gotta be like really uh in their face about you know like oh i'm voice actor hire me hire me do this do that you know you just you kind of just say this is what i can do and then you be a human being after that yeah you know like if they ask questions about what you do just you know show them what you know show them your knowledge and if you're professional and easy easy to talk to they that will resonate with those people so yeah you know and i mean i know that's easier said than done but because you know people got social anxiety and all that stuff but it's crack out yeah during you know take a couple shots you can talk to anybody yeah don't do that i'm giving such bad advice besides besides the drug and shock shots part that was actually really good advice (laughs) but uh but yeah so now you've been you've been in san francisco how long now Uh, two two and a half years i want to say yeah. And, and doing voiceover for you said nearly five years somewhere like around there. working at yeah just kind of dipping my toes in and then before i dive all the way in now like i am but yeah. all right all right so in that five years what would you say would be a highlight or two that you care to share with the uncontained audience um i'd say probably having the just the courage and bravery to kind of drop it you know i talked about this a little bit at the beginning or the top of the podcast like just dropping kind of everything that i that i knew and taking this chance on something that i didn't know that was going to work um you know i had no idea what to expect when i came here and one of the highlights for me is just having that not only work but being one of the best decisions that i've ever made yeah so definitely so just uh, yeah just basically not make letting myself have any more excuses not to do something um i think was is something i'm incredibly proud of and and then i guess you know just following through with that and uh taking all the chances and the putting myself out there and you know getting getting the position that i have now it's kind of another thing it's just like another kind of big milestone on my on my journey you know and meeting a lot of the people that i've that i've met already you know like bob bergen and you know the voice of porky pig and yeah you know, that, that had to be cool. yeah that was that was really cool um god who else have i met does his normal voice sound anything like porky pig <laughs> no no he's he kind of just sounds like a normal normal guy you know he's okay. he's got he's he's not in the super high register but he's got a you know he's got a higher voice than mine um yeah but when uh he, he when you hear him do the voice you're it, it does i guess it just comes from all that practice but like it it just sounds like natural voice that someone's you know talking so you know he he definitely doesn't put on a whole lot to get there but yeah or at least it doesn't seem like it i don't know because he's really good at masking it i guess so <laughs> but yeah like meeting him was just phenomenal because he was just i don't know like i've there's a documentary called i know that voice that uh, goes over a lot of uh character voice acting and voiceovers and stuff it's really really incredible documentary uh if you are interested in in voice acting it's definitely one that you should watch because it's 
really entertaining, but it's also really informative about what things were like. Um, but he's in it. And when I met him, you know, I had this idea of like, oh, he's this like big, big shot. Like, you know, he's this guy that's in movies. He is Porky Pig. He's got his own <laughs> studio, his own school. Yeah. He's like this really just straightforward, like straight shooter business type that just happens to be a voice actor. But he's just a regular dude that is just super friendly and approachable. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about voice actors is they they seem to be of most of the actors just the most like approachable people the most like just down to earth kind of humble you know yeah. so kind of meeting him was a another wake up call that I was like yeah that's this is this is it this is this is what I want to do this is the kind of people that I want to be around so um and then just having him say like oh i've heard a lot about you i'm excited to meet you i'm like what oh, wow wow all right well <laughs> then <laughs> that's cool um so yeah and then you know another i guess another cool thing that isn't really related to acting kind of is um i met my fiance out here that's, oh that doesn't count yeah it's no, not it's, i'm kidding no that, that's awesome <laughs> well i'm hey look i it look okay maybe it count she is an actor so maybe that makes it count okay it's networking we're, all right yeah yeah that's that's all that's all it is it's just I'm, we're only getting married for networking purposes networking nuptials. yeah it's it's all strictly business yes yes, yes. um Monkey no i'm just business. i'm just kidding she's great <laughs> but um good but good i'm glad to hear that's that, man. that's that's kind of another another highlight is you know is another affirming thing that you know just made me be like oh this is i'm doing the right thing something's going right the decisions that i'm making are leading me in good places so <laughs> awesome dude i'm glad to hear yeah, that i'm you. glad to hear that everything's going uh well for you i only have a couple more questions for you before we wrap this up here uh but um, continuing on here. So when you do record something, when you put out a product for put out a commercial or a spot or a voice for people to listen to you, what do you want the audience to remember about your performance? Um, so for, for me, it's, and I, I try and put this in, you know, into my, into my acting, but this is more like, you know, personal stuff, I guess it's yeah because it took me, you know, five years to kind of do all this. Like I was never really, I was really doubtful of myself that if I can do this and I still have that to some extent, yeah. you know? So like I try and be, you know, as vocal as I can about just, you know, the, the nagging voice that, you know, I, and I know lots of others kind of have, where it's either linked to, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever I want. Or just the imposter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I try and be like really vocal about what that, you know, I too have all those, you know, mental shortcomings and, and doubts and things. And I want to do really well so I can show people that are like me in that way that, if they really try, they can do this, that they can be, you know, successful despite what they may say to themselves. And I know in the future, like, well, when I'm able, I'm going to, you know, write more things or create things that kind of tell, have that theme to them just because I feel like when you know, you have depression or anxiety, you kind of really feel isolated, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you, you just want to feel normal. You want to feel like you're not the only one that this is happening to. And a lot of the times, you know, it does feel like that. So if I could put myself out there and put these stories and, and, and ideas out there, like maybe these people will connect with them and say like, Oh, well, Dylan did it, so then I, I should be able to do this too. You know, I, I, I want to 
I want to be the reason that someone chases their dreams. You know, that's awesome, like, dude. That's, that's awesome. If I can get one person to tell me that because of some performance I had made them want to be an actor or a voice actor or a musician or whatever, I, whatever thing I do, that's it. That's, that's, that's what I want to put out there. You know? Awesome, yeah. dude. I, I, I can, I can respect that and uh, admire that as well. Um, being, and to be that person, I imagine at that point when somebody came up and said that to you, that just like almost make you like explode inside yeah. in a way. It's like, oh, yes, <laughs> I helped, I helped mm-hmm. somebody do something that they might not have been able to do otherwise. Yeah. So that's really awesome. Um, so now I only have one final question yeah. for you. Before I get to that question, this is the time where I like to ask where people can find you on the internet. What is your corner of the internet? Um, yeah, no, I have I have a couple of things. Uh, my name's Dylan Barrows. You can, if you want to search for me, I'll come up, you know, on Facebook or whatever that way. Um, I have an Instagram, which I either post random pictures or sometimes I'll just products that I'm working on or things I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, it's Dylan, uh, spelled out my name, D-Y-L-A-N. I S U H D Y L A N Dylan is a Dylan. Um, my Twitter handle, which so Dylan is a yeah. Dylan. Okay. Um, yeah, because so I wanted to get my Twitter handle on there, but someone already took it. So my Twitter handle is, uh, was my very first email address. So I feel like I should preface this a little bit. My very first email that I had when I got on the internet and on hotmail.com um it's uh it's poop master it's just poop and master uh yeah i've just stuck with that i i probably should change it so maybe people will take me seriously but at this point is that on your business no god no i see that's the thing is like (laughs) i gotta like put that on stuff but i might just at some point do the thing like all right i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be an adult and have a real have a real twitter handle or maybe maybe it'll get you a job with Squatty Potty. <laughs> maybe you know, like yeah. you could. Oh, Poopmaster is I, uh, is the new voice of uh, Squatty Potty. I, I post I post garbage on there though, so <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I've, um, but if you want to follow me, if you're so inclined, that'd be that'd be cool. All right, cool, man. So I'll put those in the uh, show notes uh, so people can find you. So, so if you see Poop Master, that's me. I think right him. now my uh, name on there is uh, California Dongus because <laughs> I seen the license plate that said that. So California Dongus. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really funny, so I just <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. All right, I'll have to figure out how to put. I'll, I'll put. You, you know, I'll put just, that in the show notes. Yeah, as well. sure. That's why not. Click on the dongus. Click on the dongus. Yeah, just click on, click on the dongus. Hope, hope, <laughs> hope when you type in California dongus with safe search off, you get good results. That's, that's all yeah, we can yeah. hope. Who knows? Yeah. All right, all right, Dylan. It's been great having you on the show Thank today, you. and. Uh, fun talking with you whether it's about going smoking crack in uh, alleys and dumpsters or or the serious stuff like your mindset and what you had to do to get to where uh you are today you know by obstacles you had to overcome and stuff like yeah. that so i it is time for that final question of the show the title question of the show dylan barrows how do you live uncontained I how do I live uncontained? Um, this took a while, but I just kind of started to believe that I can actually do good things. Um, yeah. That you know the the sacrifices that I've made to this point, like I said, you know, talked about it before. Just making this decision to move hundreds of miles away from where I grew up, uh, knowing that whatever happened it would turn out fine that I would, I was going to make the best of it. Even if things didn't, you know, work out and I wasn't like, you know, a famous voice actor, it, it's fine because I did what I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, you know, what keeps me going is uh, just 
trying to best myself um, okay. all the time, just trying to do better in whatever next thing comes. Say I have another another job or another audition or another song that I write or whatever I'm doing, I challenge myself to make it better than the last time or do some, at least do something different than, than I did before. Um, so just, just getting, because I'm going to judge myself harder than anyone else ever is going to. So if I can be satisfied with myself, I know that or satisfied with what I do, I know that it's going to be a good thing. So, um, so just trying to best my own critic is something that keeps me, you know, going forward and, you know, and kind of putting myself past like the, the naysayers that, you know, I've, I've had people that have said like, you know, you should, you should take time and and do this and this before you know you move hundreds of miles away to go to go to art school you should you know as uh i'm sure a lot of other actors and you know a lot, a lot of other people can uh relate to getting a lot of uh oh you should get a backup plan you know i'm every everyone who wants to do something in the entertainment industry or or whatever you know that they always get told that inevitably will get told that. Um, so, you know, just, just saying like, why do I need a backup plan? I'm going to make this work. I don't need a backup plan. Yeah. And kind of lighting that fire under your ass and saying like, this, this is the thing that's going to work. This is because this is, this is the thing that I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Definitely. This is the thing I'm doing right now because if I split my time, if I say like, okay, I'm going to focus on acting like, x amount of time and then do this other thing you're not putting your full effort and commitment into the thing that you want and if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do that then why even do it in at all you gotta put everything that you have into what you do because how are you gonna be satisfied with yourself if you don't so very true so just getting getting that out is you know of myself is kind of what i try and try and do to you know and i like i said you know i just tell the people hey i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do anything else i'm just this is all i want and it doesn't matter if you support me or not in it because i'm still gonna do it you know? yeah definitely it's, it's not a bad idea because this is what i want to do you know, this is what's going to make me happy with my life. So you're never going to convince me that my happiness is a bad idea. <laughs> Perfect, man. Perfect. And next time you see somebody going to med school, you should ask them what their backup plan is. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, if this whole doctor thing doesn't yeah. work out, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> you, should, you ever think about being an actor? Have you ever, you know, what if you kill a patient? Yeah. Oh, you're going to learn to code? Maybe you should go to, I don't know, culinary school or something. Learn to yeah, learn a real yeah. trade. What's your backup plan, yeah. man? No, you want to work in an office nine to five? Oh, you should have a backup plan. For yeah. That. Everyone should have backup plans for that because, man. Because it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. I did that once before. I did the office job nine to five thing. And boy. That took a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. It steals your soul a yeah. little bit each day, but you know, sometimes you got to do it to do what you, you got to do what you have to do to do what you want to yeah. do. Um, so, um, oh, yeah. I gotta say one last thing. One more thing that keeps me going is, yes, um, is my parents. They, uh, you know, growing up, they they did pretty much everything they can for me, and they they supported me through this decision that I made to to go here. And they were super open and everything throughout my life. They have provided me everything that they could, even without being like particularly affluent or anything like that. They yeah they they gave me all the opportunity that they could, and you know, a lot of the reason that I want to be successful and stuff is so I can give some of that back to them so 
that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Well, I've had a great time yeah, talking to too. you, man. And I hope soon you'll be able to get your parents back <laughs> yeah, a little buy bit. Buy a house or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know with the pocket yeah, just be like, that have left over. Like, here's yeah, a... Just, oh, yeah. I got this from that movie that I did here, you know? Yeah. It wasn't I'll even a good them. movie. <laughs> get that get that mailbox money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was uh, from one of the the non-blockbusters that I did. And that, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. So thank you. Thank you so much for uh, coming on yeah. Uncontained. I had a blast. And thank you to Elaine for letting us use her studio to record again. Absolutely. And uh, I I appreciate that. I got one final thing for you to do, though, Dylan. All right. And that is sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show? Absolutely. Tonight? I'm Dylan Barrows, and I live Uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Dylan for joining me as a guest this week. And also, I have to thank Elaine Clark for allowing us to use the Voice One Studios in uh, San Francisco to go ahead and record this show. So I appreciate that. And um, thank you for providing a place to uh, record the interview. And although recording an interview on the street may be interesting and uh, may actually come up here on Uncontained at some point. Who knows? It is uh, nice to be in a studio. And for all of you that enjoyed the show, please do me the favor of rating, reviewing, and sharing the show on your favorite podcast player and also following on social media. I'd love to hear from you, hear what you think about the show. So until next time, live uncontained.